You're listening to the Audacity to be Ambitious podcast for the Finpire. I'm here to bring motivation and inspiration to women around the world who are all chasing their dreams or just thinking about it. And what I'm here to do is inspire them or you to action, but also to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're loving yourself, and that you're creating the ultimate fulfillment whenever you go out to chase those dreams. Now join us. We are getting ready to start season two, episode one of the Audacity to be Ambitious podcast. You've got to have Moxie. Here we go. So ladies, I am so excited to have you here listening to me today. I want to let you know that I'm grateful that you're taking the time out of your precious life to listen to me. And what I'm going to do is everything in my power to make sure that you leave with as much value as your time is worth to me. So with that being said, this is a huge comeback after a huge hiatus where I was growing multiple businesses. I was back to back to back with clients, which is so wonderful. But unfortunately, my podcast wound up falling on the back burner of my priorities. And it wasn't until as of late, whenever my business partner and I were doing um, a social experiment, I'm air quoting here, um, by going live every day in the month of March in Clubhouse, that I started realizing that people were down doing downloads and listening to the podcast um, a lot. I think I had 500 downloads in a week. And so I realized that, okay, you know what? I have got to get this together. I've got to show up for the women who need me. And I have run my businesses as a, you know, pretty much a biz body brand coach. So if you're not new here and you've listened to previous episodes, then you would have seen me or heard me introduce myself as just the life coach. So I'm going to walk you through the transition and I'm going to tie it all up together for you in a pretty bow. So in the beginning, I started out my entrepreneurial journey. Um, well, technically I started it out in several different ways, but when I started having a lot of success, I started out as a life coach and I I then discovered that my niche area, my ideal client, was the female entrepreneur, the fempreneur. And almost every time when I would be coaching them through personal development, they would have this idea of this business that they wanted to start something that they wanted to do. And eventually I kept you know, coming up with the names for their businesses. I kept coming up with copy um, and I would start doodling. I, I, I began to take the graphic design that I do with my own business into theirs. And I began then applying that. And so Coach Curator, my business, wound up really embodying the whole journey of the female entrepreneur from believing that she could to taking action and creating it and then helping her create the image of what it was she was putting out into the world. And that is what took up the last six months of my life. That's what took me away from the podcast and I don't regret it at all, but I am definitely listening 
to the people who have reached out to me in DMs, to the ladies who listen to us in Clubhouse, and I'm hopping back on the horse, the podcast horse, <laughs> that is. And so here's a few things just to kick off the idea if you are new here. And that is how I do my podcast. So at the beginning of 2020, I was challenged by Dean Graziosi. He's one of the you know, biggest entrepreneurs that's well known in, in the world. Um, he works hand in hand with Tony Robbins and um, I was actually picked by them to do a project with them that was then pivoted because of COVID. But Dean challenged me. He said, why don't you get on your podcast? You know, just get it out, get those episodes out, just do it. And so after that last year, I began doing my podcast episodes raw and uncut every week. That way I could fight my own perfectionism, you know, progress over perfectionism. I'm sure you've heard it. And if you haven't, listen, it was more important to move forward, to make mistakes when I'm speaking or to have little bumps and sounds in the background and know that I'm helping people than to hold all of this to myself and not release anything and not help anyone. So here I am, I've picked up, I've picked it up again. The mic is, is in front of me, I'm obviously going and um, raw and uncut again because I never want perfectionism to stop me from helping people. And I remember so many personal messages from, from other podcast episodes and I still get them. And I need to provide more value for you guys. So here I am. So with that being said, moxie it takes moxie so it takes moxie for me to have all the success that i was having build businesses to have that momentum with a podcast and then completely stop and you know dare to pick it up six months from then like nothing happened um, and honestly i think it's been more than six months but here I am. And in the end, it's my determination. It's my discipline. It's my, I mean, overall drive and need to fulfill my mission to serve women around the world. And if this is the way that I have to serve women around the world, I will absolutely do it. Absolutely. And I don't want anything um, distracting me from that uh, mission of mine. I, I'm certainly not gonna stop myself. So first of all, if you don't know what moxie means, I'm gonna go ahead and read from the Google Dictionary, and that is that moxie, it is a noun, force of character, determination, or nerve. Now, with that being said, you gotta have moxie, force of character determination and nerve. Now, just like the word audacity, people used to throw this around as an insult to women who would try difficult things or even speak up for themselves or somebody else. And they would say, oh, the nerve, or they had the moxie, or they had the audacity to do that, X, Y, and Z. 
But now women have kind of turned that around and made it into more of an empowering statement, which is exactly what we need to be doing as women. And really taking charge of the direction of how we want to be described as women in this world. Ambitious, with moxie, determination, grit. I mean, there's there's so many names. I mean, those particularly are some of my personal favorites. And while we are all supposed to be different, those are ones that I personally identify with because I mean, my whole life, I have had to have moxie. My whole life, I've had to be resilient. I've had to be determined to survive. I was like the kind of borrowing water in a pot from our neighbors to go pour it in our bathtub or toilet to flush to flush the toilets or to cook with it. I mean, that's the kind of childhood I came up with. Um, a lot of instability, I had a sick mother. And it took so much just pure strength in my character and to have to be resilient, to literally keep getting up and up and up every single time that I was knocked down. I mean, and if for those of you who don't know my story, I was literally hit by a car as a child and I did get up and walk on a broken leg with damaged spine and I mean, I definitely collapsed and they had to life light me and bring me back to life after that, but I still tried to get up. And I do that, I find myself doing this, that this is a pattern that I have and hold now for the rest of my life. And I love that about myself. And what I wanna encourage you to do is find your moxie, find your grit, find your, your audacity, your determination, your discipline, all of those, that strong, strong, badass characteristic of yours, find it, shine a light on it, be proud of it, dare to be loud dare to start your own business. One of the reasons why I wanted to call this episode It Takes Moxie is because it does take moxie for us to live that loud life of success, not worrying about what other people think of us. And sure, those thoughts come knocking. They come knocking on my door too. But we do not have to let them in. So don't. Instead, invite that strength, invite the inspiration, invite the things that keep you going and make you want to grow more. Don't stay the same. Now, what we want to do here is I want to talk about, and I say we, but you know, you're with me listening to this, even though I'm completely alone in my office right now, just recording, (laughs) is I want to talk to you about Clubhouse and some of the topics that we've been talking about in there, one of which was Moxie. And we talked about um, how some entrepreneurs are embarrassed to call themselves entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, right? Or I want to get a little bit more detailed here because as an entrepreneur, what I have seen is other entrepreneurs who are afraid to call themselves coaches, consultants, that they own their own business, that they're a business owner. They are terrified of letting the world know. So this is for a few reasons. One of which is 
they say it out loud, if they say it out loud, then that means people will know if they fail. But if they don't tell anybody what they're doing, then it's totally okay to fail and then they can just quit and nobody will know the difference. So then we move on to the next one and that is that they, or if this is you, have somebody in their life who doesn't approve of this. And that can be for whatever reasons. It could be culturally, it could be um, from their own fears, it could be from how they love you, it could be because they're just not a healthy, supportive relationship in your life. I personally had dealt with something like this with my sister. My sister is very structured and she does wish that I had a more by the book successful career. Now she is happy where I'm at right now and she is, um, I mean, she it's just that. She's just happy for me with where I'm at now. But in the beginning, what I thought was her not supporting me, it was just her not understanding this life, the life of an entrepreneur. Um, in most people's eyes, it seems unstable. But as entrepreneurs, when we have discipline, when we have time management, when we take care of our minds and our health, then we get to decide how stable our businesses are. I mean, essentially, any business that you work for is started by an entrepreneur, somebody who wanted to start a business or a company and then they hired people no matter how big the business got. It all starts with entrepreneurs. America was made up of entrepreneurs and thrives because of entrepreneurs. So we need to give ourselves permission to succeed. We need to give ourselves permission to call ourselves whatever the hell we want. You can call yourself a, a genie if that's what you want to call yourself. I mean, literally people use guru in branding all the time. But the idea is that you're living your life for you. That you call yourself what you want to call yourself. That you that you chase and, and you create and you grow the business that you want to grow. Change people's lives the way you want to change people's lives. We have to stop limiting ourselves and limiting the way or the amount of people that we're serving because of somebody's opinion of us. You've got to rise above that. You've got to have moxie. You've got to have that discipline, that determination, that nerve. The nerve to defy the odds. The nerve to do something different. The nerve to do something different and be successful at it. I'm here to be that inspirational force. And I may not go by just the life coach anymore. And I may be coaching people in business, coaching people in branding or in their health and wellness. But first and foremost, I am an inspirational force to be reckoned with. No one will stop me. I will continue to change as many lives as I need to. And one is just as important as one million. So the person who's listening to this right now, I'm so grateful that you clicked on this today. I'm so grateful that um, it led you here. 
and I hope that I have sparked something within you. Something that you've been meaning to do, something you've been wanting to do, something you've been longing to do. The whole idea is that we live our entire lives without wondering why we didn't do more one day. Our actions and our legacies should speak loud enough to answer any possible questions like that when our time comes. For those of you who don't know, I lost my mom. And it was one of the most painful things I ever experienced in my life. And I've been hit by a car. I say that all the time. I've been hit by a car and losing my mom was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. What happened a few months later was I found her notebook. I would tell her to write in her journal when I knew that she was in her last days. I would just beg her, write anything, write anything. And when we cleaned her room out, I didn't find full journals. I just found her taking notes here and there, or something like making to-do lists. She didn't really write much. Um, until one day, a few months later in my sister's garage at the bottom of a pile of things, I found a notebook in the bottom of a bag of hers and we hadn't put it away because we were, I think, just holding on. And as I sifted through it, I think knowing that I was looking for a message from her, I found this pink notebook and the first few pages were her documenting some days where me and my sister had brought in her, had brought her dinner and the good time that we had and and it was really nice. And then I flipped the page, it was only a few pages, and the last page said, it's like a little half entry. And she had talked about where she was going next. Now her cancer that she had had gone to her brain and so a lot of things that she was saying wasn't making sense. Which is why I wanted her to write things down so we could, you know, talk about recipes or, you know, any messages that she would have for us. And her last, her literal last written words, the very last sentence that trails off of that page says, I just wonder if I've done enough in my life yet. And for somebody who is experiencing grief and loss and all of that, I definitely wanted to just drop to the ground like an atomic bomb of grief, but I did choose to make it mean the most powerful lesson that she would ever teach me as my mother. And that was through the context. It was through, okay, well, why'd she write this? And why am I finding it now? And what can I make of it? And I chose to make it mean to make sure that I never write those words one day, that I don't utter them at, you know, in my last breath. I wanna make sure I will be sure to curate my life, to curate my legacy that ensures such quality of life, such fulfillment, and the improvement upon lives around the world, especially women, because of that message that she wrote. My mom always wanted to be a chef, and instead, she was a nurse for 25 years and she was damn good at it. She was good at taking care of people. But she never got to start the business that she wanted to start. I knew that 
And so when I would go into personal development, inspiring these women, like, hurry up, you better create this idea that you have. I've, I've got you. I'll help you creatively. I'll help you come up with a name. I realized that I was helping all of these women create their businesses because I could never help my mom do that. Unfortunately, I had to learn my lesson this way. But through great pain and great trials, I know I became strong. I became a stronger mom. I became a stronger wife. I became stronger for me, most importantly, because none of that happens without me. My children don't happen. The marriage doesn't happen. And of course, changing the lives of other people doesn't happen without me. And you need to look at yourself as such an asset as well. And let's start with nerve. It really takes some nerve to believe in yourself. Now the message of self-love is a lot more prevalent today, but you bet your ass people still make fun of it. Sometimes people will even call you selfish, but you are not. The world only runs by people who are kept alive. And the only way that you stay alive is to care for yourself. And then we have babies. And then it's time to, for us to raise the next generation. And we have to raise them to love themselves. To love themselves so they don't lash out at other people for a lack thereof. Defending themselves constantly. Today, I hope you have the nerve to continue on that path of dreaming that you've been on. I want you to have the nerve to take action. Have the nerve to announce your business. Tell your family what you do. And if it's too toxic, the people that you're around, then change who you're around. Do not feel obligated to have or keep people in your life out of guilt or any other negative reason. And make sure you are only placing people in your circle and in your life who are adding to the value of it. And yes, I would hope that you're reciprocating that. But you have to ensure yourself a healthy support network team, whatever you want to call it. But say it out loud. Tell people what you're doing. Add it to your bio on social media. One of my clients recently, I went to go check out her clubhouse and she only had her name. We had recently spoke about how she was afraid to call herself something because of what her father-in-law would say, her brother-in-law and everybody else. And when I went to go look at her bio and I had this suspicious feeling that nothing would be there, I couldn't believe that I was right. How sad. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. I did challenge her, just so you guys know and have a little bit of closure, as of that day, to start announcing herself as what she wanted to be. She gets to decide what that means. Nobody else. You get to decide what you want to be. You get to decide what you want to do. You get to decide how many people you want to help, what kind of people you want to help, how you do it, everything. You get to decide all of that. Don't wait anymore. 
only you get to tell yourself how important it is to you. No one can shake you awake and to make you care. I can sit here all day long as an inspirational force, but if you don't care, I can't do anything. I can't get in there. I can't move your arms and legs. I can't make your brain work for you. All I can do is take the seed of hope that you already have somewhere inside of you and nourish it with unrelenting support, motivation, inspiration, moxie, and grit. That's what it takes. Today, I shared a quote that said, you cannot expect building your dreams to be easy, but you can expect it to be efficient. But it doesn't happen efficiently on its own, but you have to expect to work hard. You have to expect to work for it. All of that's on you, your time management, who you surround yourself with, the messages that are that you're letting in your heads in your head every day. Make sure that everything from water to the food that you eat to the people that you surround yourself with to the sounds that you listen to, make sure everything is serving you, adding to your strength, inspiring you, and creating great change within you. If it doesn't, get rid of it. And that is my tough love for the day. So it takes moxie. And with that, it is a wrap for my first raw uncut episode for the first time in however many months. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're finishing whatever you're doing right now with that moxie, determination, grit, nerve, all those things. You got it, girl. I support you. And thanks again. And I will see you guys in the next episode of the Audacity to be Ambitious podcast.